Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters! In honor of it being Halloween this week, we are sharing an episode from The Vault. Today, we are sharing with you a past Slaughters episode of Halloween H2O and discussion on the franchise as a whole. We'll be back Thursday with another Vital Conversations and a really great guest. We'll see you guys then, and let's go ahead and get into the episode. Hey there, Spookster Club, and welcome back to a very special Slaughters here on Respooked Girls and on Patreon. We're going to be talking about all things Halloween, and I do mean the franchise. So in honor of Spooktober, I'm going to review my favorite spooky movie or horror movie, which is Halloween H2O, which is very controversial. Most people are like, why is that your favorite? (laughs) Well, because it is the least scary of a horror movie that's out there. This is true. This is true. It's super cheese and Josh Hartnett's in it. Joshua Gordon-Levitt's in the beginning of it. Like, come on, people. Yeah, there's hell of people in this movie. Mm -hmm. But first, before I get into the plot line of this, we're going to talk about the Halloween franchise as a whole, because it's quite a fucking clusterfuck. It really is. (laughs) Yes. So Tara, I did send you the picture. Mm -hmm. I provided it. And so we will put it up with this episode, because if you know anything about the franchise, you know that it has bounced from here to Kingdom Come and Back. So in 1978, the first one is released. It's with our Scream Queen Like, she's literally the best, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. She comes out. It's amazing. So you have Halloween 1. We know the story. Michael Myers kills his older sister. Then, like, 17 years later, he comes back to enact revenge. Or 15 years later, I should say, because I think she's, like, a little kid. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Anyways, she's 17 is the point. After that, he comes back to kill her, and he's not so successful. So there are one, two, three... Four pathways, five pathways to Halloween. Okay, so we're going to talk about the first one, which is the original one, which is you have Halloween that came out in 1978. And then Halloween 2 is literally like picks up the night of the whole catastrophe, but it was released three years later. So you have that one. And then it skips to Halloween 4 because Halloween 3 is just fucking trash. (laughs) Tell you why in a minute. So then it skips to Halloween 4, which is 1988, and then Halloween 5, which is in 1989, and then ends full stop in 1995 with that Halloween. And it it goes, if I remember right, it's like Return of Michael Myers, Revenge of Mike Myers, and then The Curse of Michael Myers. 
So that's one pathway or timeline. Gotcha. The second one is my favorite is you go Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O in 1998. And then my not so favorite Halloween resurrection in 19 or in 2002. And then it's a full stop. So that's a storyline. Yeah. It's confusing. I just love Halloween H2O. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. I just love it. It was great. I was 12 when this movie came out. And I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to see it in theaters. But uh, somebody took me. (laughs) Thank you to my stepbrother. Yes. Okay. Hot take. I'm about to lose a ton of fans right now. Everyone's going to hate me. I did not like the Rob Zombie adaptation of Halloween 1 and 2. Just said it. Okay. I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. Do you like any Rob Zombie movies or are you just not a fan? I like Rob Zombie movies, which is why I'm so disappointed in this. Mm, Okay. Here's the thing. I think the reason I didn't like it is they made it a modern day version. True. Mm -hmm. And that bothered me because there were so many nuances in 2007, like Michael Myers would be done if text messaging existed. True. Very true. He should have done it in the same decade, like in the 70s. Yeah. Right. Or did it like 80s and 90s? Because I don't know. No, 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 I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying because a lot of killers, or if we even go true crime with it, a lot of serial killers would not have been successful, <laughs> Bundy, if they had been in today or anywhere near the number, more than likely. And it's, I've only seen the adaptations once, and maybe I need to give them another chance, but I've only seen the adaptations once and I saw them back to back. So I saw the whole gamut of it because I will tell you that if I had watched the first one in 2007, I would have never watched two. (laughs) Yeah. Just not my personality. Yeah, I don't. I think I've only watched them like once or twice and they're not really my favorite Mm. either. I prefer the originals personally. And that might be it because sometimes when the original is so good, anytime they remake it, it doesn't matter if it's a fucking stroke of genius or not. Mm -hmm. It will fall short. And I think Halloween for me and I think for a lot of people was really the first time where it was this like, I don't know, it was just this really great, well-written, like terrifying humanoid Because I say humanoid because there's something with Michael Myers that he's just not all man. No, I agree. (laughs) And then I mentioned there's a Halloween 3, which is called Season of the Witch, Season of the Witches. And it doesn't have anything to do with Michael Myers. It has to do with like, I know Tara's face was like, what? (laughs) It has to do with like Stonehenge and witches. Were they trying to make it like a prequel type of situation? I never watched that one. No, because I think what was supposed to happen and it fell short is they had Halloween one and two. And then like, because at the end of two, Michael's supposed to be dead. And like, basically everyone is dead at the end of two, you know? And so they're like, oh, we could take Halloween and go a different direction to this other creepy storyline. And people were like, no, Halloween equals Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. So Halloween 3 is its own little thing, and there it sits. Halloween 4, no Jamie Lee Curtis, because they killed her in a car accident. But she comes back. In Halloween Resurrection, they kill her within, like, minutes of the opening credit. Like, it's, like, less than 10 minutes in, and Jamie Lee Curtis is dead. So you're like, what the fuck am I watching? I don't like that timeline, because we know she's a badass bitch, and she's not going to die. So fuck you. <laughs> right. And I'm pretty sure, like, Busta Rhymes is in this movie. So I'm like, hmm. What are we trying to do here? Like, (laughs) stop pandering. Just make a horror movie. Oh, oh God. 
Now, there is a new timeline, and this is the newest kind of canon that has come out of this, which is that you go Halloween 1978 to Halloween 2018. Nothing in the middle, because when I saw 2018, and I was like, where the fuck did this daughter come from? Because in a storyline where she has a daughter, she's fucking dead. You're right. Right. Like, so how is this a thing? Because she had a fucking son. They just pretend that didn't happen. Okay, name another series. Like, I'm serious. Like, I want to know this. I want to know another franchise that has done this, where there's so many different, like, (laughs) you know what? This It's like when people write fan fiction, (laughs) but somehow the fan fiction has made it to movie production. Because I don't think I've watched all of them. What about, like, Friday the 13th? Jason never dies. Okay. But I'm saying, well, oh, because it's always different. It's always different people. Right, because the story moves along, but Jason stays the same. And it's like around the camp. It's around like Tommy Jarvis. I'm pretty sure I watched both the Rob Zombie ones with you. Probably. It was my fault. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was like, "Mm, and I'm done. And we're done, Tara. No. (laughs) And I'm out. But Halloween is my favorite. Okay, I do love Friday the 13th because I do love the video game. But this whole time that I'm thinking as I'm watching, because I rewatched H2O today, I'm like, they should really make, if they don't already, a Halloween video game with all of these different ones. It's probably like on Sega or something that I don't have. You ready? You, you ready to hear this? Yeah. Halloween is a horror video game for the Atari 2600 released in October of 1983 by Wizard Video. It is based on the 1978 film. <laughs> I'm not even born. Okay. The people who made the Friday the 13th, please get on this. Wait. What? So there's this thing called Escape Michael Myers. I think it's an online game. Like, you have to be on a computer. I clicked it. So we'll see. Oh, it's like a mobile game. Well, I'm out. Yeah. Darn it. I got excited. I'd have even been excited if it was like a like a Nintendo or a Super Nintendo. I'd have been like, fuck yeah, I'll go buy one of those systems. Yeah. I already have three Switches. Fuck. Come on. Right. Get with it. <laughs> Come on. I want to do it. So anyway, I really love this franchise. I have loved that it's just, I don't know. I mean, other than the third movie. And to be honest, like the traditional route that it took, one, two, four, five, and six, It goes crazy. There's like a cult involved. There's like a bunch of shit. Hmm. But I still enjoyed them cinematically. Mm -hmm. All except for three, because I think what happened is I was like, "Ooh, let's watch this. And I turned it on. And I'm like, where the fuck is Michael Myers? Where is Jamie Lee Curtis running around screaming her famous scream? Oh, no. Oh, this is not even. uh, Oh, okay. Well, bye. Like it was like, and go. So (laughs) we know that. Now we're going to talk. Halloween H2O, which is my favorite. Let's face it, Josh Hartnett is in it. He is gorgeous. Yes. If you were either becoming a teenage girl in like around the turn of the millennia in the 2000, Josh Hartnett was your heartthrob. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember when Pearl Harbor came out and I was like, I want to grow up and marry that man. <laughs> what is this movie on right now? I had to rent it on Amazon Prime, which made me very sad. I don't own it. I'm like, how do I not fucking own it? So I'm going to own it. It's going on my Christmas list. I'm actually going to ask for all of them (gasps) this year. All of the movies. Yes. So story takes place in 1998. According to the lore, Laurie Strode, a.k.a. Jamie Lee Curtis, fakes her own death. Gasp. She's faked her death. She died in the, the same way that Michael Myers did. So what she does is that she moves across the country 
Okay, and also the event takes place in a town called Haddonville or Haddonfield, the original one. I work with a girl whose last name is Haddon. That's funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, do you like the the Halloween franchise? And she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, well, your last name is literally part of the town's name. You don't know? Bye. <laughs> I know. Peace. Bye. She's like, oh, I'll have to watch them. I'm like, yeah, the older one. <laughs> so on October 29th, 1998, Michael Myers goes after Dr. Sam Loomis. And if we watch the original ones, it's the psychiatrist that took care of him, like when he was six, said he was dead in the eye, all that shit. And basically, he breaks into his house. There's this woman by the name of Maureen Chambers who took care of him. And Michael Myers breaks in. But before he breaks in, like she gets weirded out because like the light is broken on the door, like the porch light. So she tells the neighbor boys, Jimmy and Tony. And Jimmy is played by Joshua Gordon-Levitt. So Jimmy goes into the house, looks around, and there's no one there. Then Maureen goes into her house, and when she goes in, she's creeped out because, like, stuff is all messed up. And so she goes over to Jimmy's house to be like, something's going wrong still, and finds a fucking ice skate in Jimmy's face. And Tony is killed, too, and actually falls on top of her. It's very sad and scary. And so basically, the police come, and they're like, I think it's Michael Myers. And they're like, Michael Myers died. And he would be such an old man right now. And he was like, no, he was, he wouldn't be that old. You know, the guy was like, when he killed his older sister, I was only 15. So he's younger than me. I'm guessing because it's like 20 years after he attacked Jamie Lee Curtis's character. How, I can't remember how he was six when he killed his sister Then go 15 years. So he's like, I don't know. He's not that old. <laughs> yeah. So if he is 15 years from his sister to Jamie Lee Curtis, he'd be 21 at that point. So he'd be like barely 40. So he'd be 41. Yeah. Because it's 20 years from that from when he comes back. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. They're like, oh, but where would he go? Lori Strode died. The guy's like, I still feel like we should call the feds. And then nothing happens with that. (laughs) The rest of the story, like Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't get a call from witness protection going, hey, your brother broke out and is out to kill you. Which not broke out, but Annie Hoodles moving forward. So now Jamie as fate has a new, her name isn't Lori anymore. She goes by Carrie and she is the headmistress of Hillcrest Academy, which is a private boarding school in Summer Glen, California, which is off the 139, which I have no clue where that is, but it's in Northern California. And I feel like I should know where that is because I'm from Northern California, but she has a 17 year old son who is played by Josh Hartnett and his name is John. She has a secret romance going with the guidance counselor whose name is Will and played by Adam Arkin, who I feel like also is one of those guys who's in like everything at this time. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, she's she hasn't told anyone at the school her past because you don't when you're in witness protection or your own witness protection. <laughs> but I think I think she was probably in some sort of like formal witness protection. And it's basically a couple months after John's 17th birthday because he gets a card from his estranged father and they make a joke that it's only a couple months late. And so he puts it on the mantle like, happy birthday to me. And then there's supposed to be this big Yosemite trip. So I'm assuming it's kind of close in in that area because they're supposed to go to Yosemite to go camping for the weekend. And of course, you know, Jamie's character is like, you can't go camping because I have PTSD, rightfully so. 
from uh, my brother trying to murder me. And Josh is like, damn it, mom. I hate the fact that I can't do anything. But he's got himself a girlfriend who was played by Michelle Williams and her pencil thin eyebrows because it's 1998 and we just drew them on like one fucking line. I will say hers looked nice. They weren't like, you know, the ones that you see that are like jagged. It was like actually like nice thin, but very thin nonetheless. Yeah. And her and her best friend and Josh's best friend, they're all like, we should stay this weekend because Josh can't go. And Michelle's character couldn't go because her father hadn't paid her tuition. So she had to stay and like work off some of the tuition and whatnot. They all decide that they're going to stay behind and hang out and have like a romantic holiday weekend because it's fucking Halloween, which screams romance. I mean, so basically what ends up happening is the four people. So Michelle Williams character, whose name is Molly, or Josh Hartnett, who's John. And their best friend, Charlie and Sarah, decide to stay back. They hide out in, like, the building that has the kitchen. And they set up this little romantic, like, couch area that says, like, Happy Halloween. And they they go into town and steal liquor from the liquor store, Josh and his friend, and get busted by his mom. And his mom is like, Jamie Lee Curtis is like, what the fuck are you thinking? And he's like, Mom, calm down. Your brother's gone. Nothing's going to happen to us. Everyone, this is where we blame everything on John because it's John's fault. He didn't knock on the fucking wood. I have to admit, there's another character in here. I love LL Cool J and his amazing ability to give one-liners. And his his role in this movie is hilarious because he plays like the security guard. He wants to be a romance author. So the whole time you see him, mostly he's on the phone with his like girlfriend or wife or whoever. I'm assuming his wife because they're talking about babies. And he's reading her his novel. And his novel is like grocery store romance trash. Like he's reading, like describing her boobs. And it's like her large, round, melon-like breasts. And she's like, what the f-? And his girlfriend or his wife is like, what the fuck are you even talking about? His name is Ronnie. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, Ronnie? That's so ridiculous. He's like, people, it's sensual. People want descriptive. And she's like, mm-mm. Like, what kind of melons? Are we talking watermelon? Cantaloupe? Honeydew? <laughs> like, I love it so much. <laughs> but he's important because he's the gatekeeper and the security guard. So he actually lets John and his buddy Charlie out. And then when they come back, Jamie Lee Curtis, like, yells at him. But when they're in town, because also you need to know that Jamie Lee Curtis is an alcoholic. Her and Will, who's her boyfriend, go to lunch in town, which is why she's in town. And she orders a glass of Chardonnay. And according to Richard Gilmore, only prostitutes have two glasses of wine at lunch. (laughs) So she like Will gets up and leaves and goes to the bathroom or to make a phone call or something. And she orders a second glass of wine. And she is such a Karen to the waiter. She's like, Kai, can I get another glass of Chardonnay? And he looks and her glass is full. And he's like, um, she's like, today? He's like, okay. And so she like glunk, glunk, glunks it down before he gets back with the wine. So that she can literally trade off and seem like she has one glass. She is sneaky alcoholic. Apparently. Because, again, her boyfriend is the guidance counselor. Mm. So that And that's why she gets caught. And when they're in town and they're leaving, because Michael Myers stole a car in Langdon and then got a flat tire. And then for no reason other than just to have this weird, creepy moment in the movie, there's like this scene with a rest stop 
where this woman pulls up with her daughter in this hella old car because they want to make it creepier, I guess. And she pulls up in this hella creepy car and then the women's bathroom is locked. So she has to go into the men's bathroom and Michael's in the men's bathroom and he takes her purse and she thinks he's attacking her daughter and she runs out. But really, there's just a spider in the little girl's hair and they go outside and like basically all her shit strewn on the side of the road leading up to where the car was. But Michael has taken their creepy ass old looking truck. Very Grapes of Wrath feeling for me. (laughs) (laughs) So then you have Michael Myers in this old car, which we as the audience see in town, but, you know, none of the characters see. And then follows them back and no one sees on this, like, deserted road. And then later, uh, Ronnie finds it parked in front of the gate. And when he's out looking around... Michael slips into the gate and actually kind of fucks with him a little bit because he's on the phone with his girlfriend or his wife and he's on the phone and he goes, there's somebody here and you see Michael in the window and then he looks again and Michael's gone and then he turns around and then like Michael bangs on the window. Ronnie turns around and Michael's gone and then they go looking. He goes looking. So to back up a little bit, once they get back, Carrie or Lori realizes that she has to loosen the reins. So there's no way Michael Myers is still around. So she gives John permission to go on the Yosemite camping trip, which he lies and says he's going because this is even more perfect because it's not like it's Halloween and his mom is going to be like, where are you? What are you doing? I need to look at you. This is easier because she thinks he's gone. So because of that, she has no idea he's still on campus. When she's walking like back to her like living quarters, which is the school, she sees Michael walking towards her. And mind you, she's been having nightmares where she sees him or she'll like she'll think she sees him and she'll close her eyes real tight and then open them and then he's gone. And she's been doing this. So as he's like walking towards her, like down this like road, she keeps closing her eyes and he keeps getting closer, closing her eyes, getting closer. And she's like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And then all of a sudden someone walks into the frame and grabs her and it's Will and not Michael. She's like, oh, it's just my imagination. They go in and they're talking. Mind you, she's been drinking. Uh, She was drinking the vodka. She took it out of her freezer and poured it into what I believe was a coffee cup. So, okay, Marissa from the OC. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then... So then she decides to, like, tell Will what's happening. And really, because, like, she opens up and really tells him. It's, like, the first person she's told. She's just like, I just have this weird feeling that something's going on. And he says, why do you think now? And she looks off into the distance and she sees the birthday card that the dad sent John. And it says 17 and it clicks in her mind, like, holy fuck, I was, you know, my sister was 17 when um, she was murdered. And then I was 17 when he attacked me. And now my son is 17. So, and it's 20 years. So he's coming for me. And then they go out in search because they think that they have seen or they, they think he's there, which he is. And he doesn't attack Jamie Lee Curtis first. He goes after the kids and he kills Charlie first, who was going to find a corkscrew. He cuts his throat and sticks him in the dumbwaiter. And then Sarah, the girlfriend of Charlie, is like, where are you? And opens the dumbwaiter and finds Charlie with his throat cut and is freaking out. And then Michael Myers walks in and then she tries to get away. When she tries to get away, he stabs her and then ends up catching her and killing her and then hanging her from a light fixture. Uh, 
that later when Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams come in and turn the light on, she kind of fries a bit because, I mean, she's already dead. But let's face it, that's even worse. And then they turn around and there's the dude. And of course, you know, Josh Hartnett's character, John, recognizes who he is, tells her to run. Now, this is where I get mad at every horror movie. So they're running and Josh is like, just keep running and run. And then Michelle Williams is like, stop, I need a break. What's going on? I'm sorry, bitch. A dude just walked at you with a knife, literally tried to attack you guys with a knife. And your idea is to what? Stop and chat about it? I'm just saying anyone in the future who's being attacked by someone, don't fucking stop and chat about it. Michael Myers walks at an incredibly fast pace. Yeah, he always gets them. (laughs) Like superhuman. Has anyone ever seen him run? No. No, because he doesn't. He walks. He literally walks with a confidence of like a senior high school girl a week before graduation, like just fucking (laughs) plowing through the world. Uh, Michael Myers is the boss ass bitch. We know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) He would be the Blair Waldorf of (laughs) serial killers. Mm -hmm. Walk Mm -hmm. through your asses. (laughs) Anyway. So they eventually catch up. There's a stupid movement. They see him. He comes up and basically like tries to like stab them and they fight. She smacks him with a rock. Josh Hartnett's character gets stabbed in the leg. They somehow run away. When the rock hits him, they run away. They get to the gate. And of course, she can't figure out what key it is. There's like 9,000 keys. What kind of fucking like junior in high school has 15,000 keys? No, no, I had two. I had my car. In my house. And that was it. I mean, I get that they go to like a school. So they had to like a gate. But apparently the school has you have a gate key and then like 9,000 other keys. Mm. I mean, I guess they are wealthy. So maybe they have more than one home. I guess. So they might need more than one key. Yeah, I mean, I get it's 1998 and they're super fancy, but I was like, when I went to <laughs> when I went to call when I went to the college in 2009, it was like a card scanning thing, and it was our ID to get into the buildings. It wasn't keys, right. but I don't know if in 1998 that'd be a thing or not. Well, I went to a school that wasn't that high tech and literally had like 19 1991 technology, and it was like a keypad you typed in. Yeah, even that. Yeah. Which someone on my hall learned how you to change them and would frequently change them and only tell certain people. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God I was roommates with one of the people that they liked. I just would get a text and be like, hey, it changed. It's this now. And I'm like, cool. And then later someone would be like, hey, I changed it. And I'm like, I already fucking know my you told my roommate. So basically, Michelle Williams' character has like 50,000 keys and she can't get it in, like which one it is. And he's coming up, finally gets it in, right key into the hole, goes to shut the door and the fucking keys fall out on the other side, which is okay. She lays on the ground and sticks her arm out and spends like 45 seconds going, oh no, I can't get it. Where is that? Bitch, you could have opened the door, bent down, picked it up, did a can-can kick and shut the door and he wouldn't have been close. Like you wasted more time literally going, oh no, I dropped the keys and then like (laughs) dropped onto the floor. Like, like you spent so much time and Josh Hartnett's character is like, what are you doing? And it's like, of course, she's an idiot. That's why. (laughs) 
So at this point in time, they run inside, right? Or they're running inside. And this is where they bump into like Jamie Lee Curtis and her boyfriend, Will. And they're like, get inside quick. And Michael Myers, smarter than Michelle Williams, sticks the fucking key in the first try and gets in the door. (laughs) Then, Then Jamie Lee Curtis shuts the door and looks up and who's there? But it's Michael Myers and he's staring at her. They're having like he does his big eye look and she's like, shaking and they go inside and she's like hide and she's trying to like there she pulls the gun out from her like what's it called from her waistband because she has a gun and she goes to shoot through the window and he's not there so they go and they run and she runs into will will and her like what's happening oh no and then they think that michael myers has walked around the corner because they're trying to escape and will takes the gun from her and is like pew 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 and shoots and it's not michael myers it's ronnie the security guard they shot at little cool j fucked up and they like run up to him and they're like ll cool j is obviously dead because they're like vital signs everything and they're like what the hell no what's happening and as they're doing this michael myers walks up and he sticks the knife into will's back and then lifts up and then apparently is violently shaking him or i don't know if this is just a thing but like when when you watch like crime dramas on tv and somebody gets stabbed there's never this like violent shaking but in horror movies you get stabbed i get i get it that he was like stabbed and then hoisted into the air and that might cause some like unstableness but like the way he was flailing not so much So then Jamie Lee Curtis runs, finds Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams, and they get out of the building and she sends them in the car like, go, go, go. So Michelle Williams drives off. Josh Hartnett's like, no, mom. And then they leave and Jamie Lee Curtis goes back in. She gets a fucking axe. They start fighting a bunch. Actually, I don't think she gets an axe yet, but basically they're fighting and (laughs) this, I text Tara during this part. I was like, I forgot how cheesy this movie is. After they have this little spat, she like runs into this room where there's all these tables and she hides under the table. She's like, where is he? Where is he? And then the camera pans up and motherfucker is standing on the table. And then she like knocks a chair down to to try to distract him to go the other direction. And then she like scoots over. But Michael Myers is not your ordinary psychopath. No, he knows what she's doing and follows along and then jumps down right as she's about to get up, like goes to swipe with his knife. Then they fight some more and tussle and they end up getting up on like a second story, right? And she basically has the knife and stabs him and he falls over the balcony and lands on the table. You know, the one that just tried to like, she, he tried to stab her under. And then she goes down there and like stabs him again, I think. I can't remember. And then Ronnie shows up. She goes to stab him again, but Ronnie's like, don't do it. And then everyone comes, the paramedics, Josh Hartnett, Michelle Williams are back. Everyone's there. And they're loading Michael Myers into the coroner's van. And Jamie Lee Curtis grabs an axe and is like, everyone get the fuck away from me. And then steals the van with Michael Myers in it. And then he does one of those resurrects in the body bag. Then they're having this fight. And basically she gets run off the road. Michael Myers goes sailing through the windshield and he gets stuck between the van and a tree. And it's like my favorite cinematic thing here. Like he gets stuck and it's like when a animatronic thing like wigs out is like arms are sticking out and it's just like squirreling it, if that makes any sense. Imagine picking a squirrel up in the middle and he's like arms and legs are a kicking. And then she gets in front of him and he's like trying to die, but like not die. He's just acting really weird with these motions. And she's like, Michael, 
And he like looks up at her and then looks away and she's like, Michael, look at me. And then he like looks at her and it's like, she thinks he has this moment of like, you're my sister. And there's a hand stretched out and save me, sister. And she gets all like, oh, my brother and sticks her hand out. And their fingers are doing that thing where it's like, if he had just like sandwiched them together, like he could have caught her, but like he didn't. And then she looks at his eyes and his eyes are just, there's nothing here. I'm a robot. And she's like, oh, shit. And then she's like, she puts her hand down and then he's like, ah. And then she steps forward and chops his head off. And then Michael Myers is dead. Yay. Or, you know. And then he becomes resurrected in the next one. You know, (laughs) that that shit. So the movie was budgeted for $17 million and made $75 million. Hmm. It was released on August 1988. No, 1998. Sorry. It's not 1998. (laughs) And it was distributed by Miramax. It is 86 minutes long. And it was directed by Steven Miner. I feel like that's enough information for you guys. (laughs) But it was a really great cast. And honestly, it was like one of the first horror movies that I saw that didn't scare the shit out of me. Because again, as a child, Edward Scissorhands scared me. So the fact that this movie didn't scare me, but made me laugh because it's just so fucking cheese. That concludes Spooktober's Slaughters. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Let me know in the comments what your favorite Halloween adaptation or movie is. I liked the new 2018 because one, I was like, Jamie Lee Curtis is a crafty bitch. She like fucking built a house in the middle of nowhere with like a trap door. It was genius. But yeah, anyway, let me know and we will see you back here. Bye, guys. Bye.